In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by the shooting. what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of, of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. If there are other dimensions, if there are other universes, can we go between universes? There are some people who seriously think that if you uh, were to slip down into a black hole and could survive the trip, which is highly unlikely, uh, that you would emerge somewhere else in space and some when else in time. Hey, this is the Odd Ones podcast. Hello. This is Kagan, and this is Nick. That's me. And today we're going to talk about the Rendlesham Forest incident. Yes, yes. Which I got to say, just the name Rendlesham Forest or Rendlesham Forest, maybe, <laughs> just incurs well, a, such British feelings. A, it's, I mean, it's already clearly a sham. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also, it just sounds so, like, I don't know, like, mythical. It does. Like, I, can, like, I feel I, like there's going to be gnomes in this one. Like, Merlin probably lived there. Murloc. Uh, Murloc. <laughs> Murlocs probably lived there, inhabited it. Um, this is a conspiracy that I've never heard about until very recently. But Well, it's, it's like, not that old of a conspiracy. Like, it's, I mean, it was, like... Not popularized, but it was, like, not really a thing until 2010. But it happened in the 80s, right? Well, it happened in the 80s. The thing in 2010, that's recent. But for a long time, they knew this was some crazy <laughs> shit. Like, right. In, there, there was... I'm sorry. I guess it evolved a little bit. It evolved in yeah. 2010. But, like, starting... It happened in 1980, and then the... Whatever their equivalent of DOD or whatever is... yeah. Or maybe, I guess it would have been us, because it was technically a U.S. Air Force base. Yeah, it was U.S. At the same time, it was Royal Air Force, so it's a little weird jurisdiction thing. People are probably anyway. so confused, because they, they don't know what's going on yet. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> we should probably tell we should them probably what's, say going what's going on. on. Okay. Uh, but uh, I do have one question. Yeah. And it's specifically to your commitment to the podcast. Yeah. Did you read his book? I did not. You're a monster. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to show out that eight ninety nine eight, for a Kindle version. Yeah, is that what it was? It was something around. So, there. so you looked it up. I did look I mean, it up. That's that's a step further than I just knew it existed. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you you actually like Googled it. So my thumb was hovering over the buy button on iBooks. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, probably, well, I'll look it up later. But yeah, go ahead and uh, I'll let you introduce the uh, the rough concept of this because uh, like i said it, it spans back to starting in the 80s uh so i'll, I'll let you take the, okay. the reins on that so rendersham forest incident aka uk's roswell or britain's roswell mm. that's as famous as this is in the uk it happened in let me get my notes up here real quick there's two days that have the most important events that happened on them but in late december 1980 in general People started on these two USA Air Force bases that were hosted in Britain. Um, one was near Woodbridge, and one was in what was it Bittershock, I believe. Bittershock. Bittershock. That seems like a British enough word, so I'm gonna <laughs> say that one. I'm trying. Sorry, why not to interrupt? I'm trying to go through and pull up the web page you sent me earlier because yeah. I like I did read one of like or like one and a half of uh the articles that you sent me and i just get 
like a four or four page. Yeah, the site only works about half the time. Yeah, is that it? Okay. Yeah. All right, sorry. Go on. I'm just like over here struggling. I'm like I'm trying to think. I was like, does does this website exist? It sometimes <laughs> does, which is probably another conspiracy in itself. Yeah. Like what's happening to this exactly. website? Exactly. But then again, it, most of these websites are like super shoddy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So in late December 1980, people started seeing like unexplained lights just outside of both these Air Force bases, which are on opposite sides of a forest, the Rendlesham Forest, in Suffolk, England. Um, several personnel saw these lights, and there's some like weird rumors going around that, hey, what's going on here? You know, Is it a UFO? People are kind of freaking out. So on the 26th of December, sometime after midnight, security patrols saw a bunch of lights descending into the forest. So the servicemen, John Burroughs, Jim Penniston, and a supervisor entered the forest thinking it was a downed aircraft, but instead they found a three meters across and two meter high glowing object, metallic and covered in lights, hovering just above the ground. They kept trying to get closer to it, but every time it just backed away from them. And for some reason they just kept pursuing this. I don't really know why exactly. And they noted that the animals on the nearby farm were just freaking out. Like, yeah. you know, pigs squealing, chickens cawing. I mean, that sounds pretty cows normal. Mooing. Those are all things that animals naturally do true but <laughs> it seemed like it was happening at a you know much higher rate okay than usual. yeah they they were squealing a little bit more yeah a little more intently with a little bit more passion to them you know? I, I would like to say that i'm very thankful for this website there's a whole website on this uh the rendlesham forest incident.com and they have like entire subsections that just say like evidence and just like list oh, evidence yeah. down which I, I plan on going through. <laughs> no, that site is goldmine. There's some great things on there. Yeah. There's actually an entire section on there that just kind of gets into the science behind time travel, <coughs> which we'll get into how this oh, yeah. relates to it a little bit later. Oh, I, I, I didn't see any time travel connections on what I read, so I'm excited to... Let me just say secret hypnosis. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I did read about his hypnosis. Yes. Okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't... It was like it was like super vague. It was like we talked about time travel. And I was like, all right. Like, that's <laughs> cash, just casually just talking about time, time travel. travel. All right, all right. Okay, so these three guys, John Burroughs, Jim Penniston, who's going to become a much huger character yeah. later. He's our, main, he's our main character. He's our main guy. Um, so they found this thing, and they and kept trying to chase it. He's like 26, right? Yeah, he's pretty yeah. young. He's like relatively young. what is enticing to you know give him a little bit of credibility is he was like an all-star in the Army, in the Air oh. Force or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. He was given like entire charge of this wing. Yeah, he, he was Tom like, Cruise. Yeah, he, he was. He was, yeah. And this was like a was really like fancy air force base or whatever they were doing like yeah. kind of experimental shit and stuff okay. like that so well clearly yeah clearly. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory they're not doing experiments yeah. they're not just sitting around yeah so anyway like he he had a lot to lose by saying he saw a ufo okay and so yeah uh, we'll get into more what happened on the 26th of december but that's what the first story that came out was right and, and that was like all the contention at first was yeah you know, there was some UFO or there was some flying object. You know, what was it? Where was it? Um, so I'll describe, at least from what I remember, and just correct me if I'm wrong because I can't find my notes on yeah. this at all. Um, but it seemed like, so like he he walks up to this, they find the UFO, right? They physically yeah. locate it. Uh, they walk up to it and things start getting like even weirder when they're up close. So like time starts feeling really sluggish. Yeah, uh, it, they describe it as like like being really really hard for them to move. Uh, the loud noise, uh, really bright light, like right in front of it. And they're, they're like at point blank range of this thing. 
They said there was a lot of electricity in the air. They well, yeah, electricity in the air. Rising on. But was this part revealed in, in, in the 1980s? Or was no. Or was revealed until 2010? I don't think this was revealed until 2010. Okay. Yeah, I mean, do we want to go chronologically? I was kind of thinking we should do chronologically. Go chronologically. All right. No. It gets really weird, but I feel like we need to get into the credible <laughs> part right, of the fair. story. Spoiler alert, then. Okay, so we'll just uh, leave it at shit that. Shit gets weird. That was kind of the, you know, the rumors are going on on base from what it seems like. Yeah. Was what, that's what happened to these two. Right. And, and he was interviewed a lot about it. He was. Yeah, like, yes, to, several times. to an annoying point. Like, he kept he kept mentioning, from what I read, like, like it was every interview was the last interview. Yeah. Uh, and so this wasn't something that, like, that's, that's what I find the most interesting about this, is that he seemed like he just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, like, I mean. Most people who see a UFO or have an, uh, you know, paranormal experience, like, they want to talk about it, because for a lot of them, it, you know, even if, you know, if they're making it up or whatever, it's an attention thing. Uh, but for him, it was like, just like, stop making me relive this. Exactly. And that definitely factors into the idea that he didn't really go into the full story until 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of suppressing it a little bit. Yeah. And he did, there's another section where he gives a quote where I think he was addressing like a UFO con or something like that. Okay. You know, I, I dream I can get to someday. Um, where he was like, hey, I didn't want to use the media for this because he's one of the co-authors of this book. Yeah. That's the, the... The uh, encounter in Rindlesham Forest, that the book? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, he said, like, I didn't want to use the media on this. I didn't want to, like, mm-hmm. really bring them into this and kind of use some kind of nefarious methods of getting my story out, but mm-hmm. he didn't feel like he had a choice. Yeah. Totally. Let's see. So, yeah. So, that's what happened on the 26th. And on the 28th of December, more lights were spotted. And Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt, he was prepared. Yeah. I found one article that described him as a pragmatic character. He tried to disprove these wild rumors around by carrying a, uh, like an audio recorder with him like 24-7. Because uh-huh. he's like, hey, next time these lights show up, I'm going to be ready for them. I'm going to record what's going on. Yeah. And I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to get to the he, He's going to record those lights with an audio recorder. Yeah, he's going to record those <laughs> lights with an audio recorder. Cool. He came prepared. Well, I mean, I guess he did bring a camera too, but you know, yeah. those never work out. <laughs> they never seem to work. They never yeah. around paranormal things. Yeah. They're always overexposed. Something weird happens. Yeah. Always out of film. Real blurry. And so he captured about twenty minutes of audio, spaced out about over four hours or so. Uh, they also brought a Geiger counter as well, just to kind of get some radiation readings. What's mm-hmm. going on? Let's see, so on the twenty eighth. Oh, actually, going back. Sorry, it's the twenty sixth. Um, a bunch of people on the morning, like once it got light again, a bunch of servicemen returned to the small clearing to see, you know, if they could find anything about what was going on. And they found three small impressions in a triangular pattern that were, you know, I think around four by nine inches, as well as burn marks and broken branches on nearby trees. They called the police out, which kind of was a little bit confusing to me because it's like you guys are Air Force. Right. Like, you're you're above the you're police. You're above the police, you know. Like, why would you call... Like, them at all. Yeah, exactly. Like you would just go to your commanding officer or, you know. So I was, I was a little confused by that, but, I mean, you know, maybe they're just freaked out. Yeah, they called the police. They called the police. They came out. They said that, oh, these are probably just animal tracks. These are probably just rab- rabbit burrows. <laughs> you know, those those casual animal burning yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tracks. I mean, you know, Smokey the Bear, you know. Yeah, with his triangular feet. He lit fires all the time. <laughs> yeah. With his triangular feet. Yeah. Okay, so... Back on to the 28th, Halt came out with a bunch of different guys. They had the Geiger counter. They had the 20 minutes of audio that they captured. They went back to the triangular depressions. We're taking some Geiger counter readings at it. This was, again, in 3 of the morning or so. 
Um, they didn't really find too much in terms of radiation. There's a couple weird hot spots they found on some of the burn marks on the trees, but yeah, you know, nothing really out of the ordinary. Nothing really out of the ordinary. All right. Like, from the articles I read, that's kind of just normal background radiation. Let's see. And this is actually pretty... Did you listen to the audio transcript? I didn't. Okay, it gets pretty wild. Like, the first ten minutes of it is just, oh, hey, we're getting no more readings on this Geiger counter. And then he keeps referring to a skyscope. Mm-hmm. But that one of these men is carrying, I wasn't able to find out what that is. I think it's... What a skyscope of, is? I think it's a telescope. It's just some type of branded telescope. But, uh, was this the audio recording of them, like, doing the readings? Uh, this was the audio, yeah, of them okay. doing the readings and them kind of chasing these lights. Because they saw a couple of lights, headed out to the forest, didn't see the lights for a while, so they just took a bunch of readings until they saw the lights again, is what it seems like. Yeah, it, it's a telescope. It's like a, it's like, like a, I don't know, it just looks like a telescope. Yeah. I like Halt, though. He's kind of my man, because I relate to him. Yeah. Throughout the entire transcript, he keeps uh, miss saying what the word is he keeps calling it a sky gazer <laughs> and nobody corrects him because grab your Canadian. nintendo yeah. <laughs> point it at this thing and tell me how many gigahertz it's spitting out exactly it's great we I, need the data i relate to him so much on that <laughs> like no one corrects him either yeah well obviously he's probably yeah. higher ranked <laughs> yeah exactly it happens the first time like it's a sky scope but All right. no one mentions it again so 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 they're basically they're exploring this area uh you know nothing is super out of the ordinary Nothing super out of the ordinary. Other than, you know, a couple burning things. A couple burning things, yeah, uh-huh. whatever. And, like, you know, around 12 or 13 minutes into it, uh, they see some lights. Uh-huh. And at first, they're very far away, a couple hundred yards. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, let's go check these out. And they get close to them, and the lights start doing some really weird things. Let me read a quote. How many days after the initial landing is this? This is two days after. Two days after? Yeah. Because didn't it, like, fly away? Eventually, it flew away. Like, that the first day? It did. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we said that, because, like... Oh, yeah. Like, at the very beginning, it supposedly, like, after, like, a while, like, got up and just flew off. So, yeah, it's not just still crashed there. No. Right. No, it flew away. Um, And I assume the animals calmed down after that, too. Yeah. 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 Clearly. See, so the quote goes, So we went into the forest and we were examining things, and suddenly we saw something. We looked out into the farmer's field, and there was almost this elliptical object with a black center it appeared to be winking is the best way i could describe it and it was dripping like molten metal off of it like it was shedding something it wasn't perfectly round it was a little bit flattened and it moved from side to side then it came into the forest moving through the trees avoiding the trees it bobbed up and down and it bit in the process and at one point it actually approached us okay and the audio recording is great because they're keeping it cool for the most part for the first five minutes so like in the audio they're like this is happening yeah they're actively seeing these lights you know they're going back and forth like hey what's that in the sky let's go check it out can you mm-hmm. get a picture of that can you get the sky scope on that yeah and it was a really bright light too they at one point they said you know i tried looking at it through sorry, the sky sorry can you get the sky gazer on sorry that? the sky gazer Thank on you. that and it felt like it was burning my eyeballs <laughs> like this was bright okay yeah all right interesting i need to listen to that it's a pretty good one at Six or seven minutes, they start getting a little freaked out because uh-huh. the lights are getting closer to them. And yeah. there's a couple at this point. Uh, they keep going from, like, red to slightly orange, uh-huh. white to red. Um, always shedding that metal off of them. Um, and once they get closer, the lights actually start beaming down, like a narrow kind of laser point-looking light 
onto the ground. Like your classic UFO. Exactly. Like a tractor beam. Yeah, yeah. No one said it, but that's obviously yeah, it's, what it was. It was. It was a tractor <laughs> beam. Um, and it shot down pretty close to the men. And at that point, they get kind of freaked out about mm-hmm. it. Um, and they kind of retreat, I okay. guess. And how many of them are there in this trip? Three? I was never able to find an exact oh, okay. uh, amount. I think it might have been four. Or, yeah, I mean, that's not something you see very often. Multiple people all experiencing the same thing and having an audio recording of it. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, most it's it's one thing just to tell a story, right? But to actually have you know verified audio of you experiencing these events—that's something else. Yeah, and this is the '80s too. This is the so 80s like, too. you know, you didn't have your phone to take a picture of it. Like that was like pretty high tech to bring an audio recorder. Exactly. The, the the quality's terrible. Like, the quality is <laughs> yeah. shit. It really is, but... It's 80s yeah. audio recording. It's 80s portable audio recording. This guy was a technophile. This guy had, like, yeah, this guy yeah. had, like, a backpack. Yeah. Of stuff. The battery itself weighed 12 pounds. <laughs> let's see. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Like, what happens next? Oh, I do want to say one quote. One of the men says, it was the size of a basketball in American basketball. It was self-illuminated, not quite red. Yeah, that's the closest I can describe it to. I'm just, I did, had no idea. I have no idea about sports, but are American basketballs different from Britain? I would, <laughs> British basketballs? I, I'm not even, I don't really think Britain plays basketball. I don't think so, too. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I can Google British basketball and see what pops up, uh, but I, I don't think... I was just, is there a big enough size difference to say, oh, this is an American basketball versus a British basketball? Also, that's really small, like a basketball. Yeah, that was also took me by surprise, too. I was imagining these lights were like the same size as the ship that landed, but I guess they were very tiny. That doesn't really, this second like thing does, doesn't really make sense to the, the initial ship they saw. Cause the initial ship they described was a lot bigger. Exactly. This seems like a clearly different thing. Yeah. Uh, I can't find anything on uh, British basketballs being any particular size. Okay. I'm a little disappointed um, in Google. It looks like know. they do have basketball, though. Oh. Um, Good for them. Yeah, the the Newcastle Eagles, the uh, Manchester Giants, <laughs> the Surrey Scorchers. So they've got, they've got basketball. I feel like they just ripped off American team names. Yeah, they sound like... I'm pretty sure we have some Giants and some Eagles and some Sharks. We absolutely do. Yeah. Okay, so so this basketball, you know, it floats off. Floats or they off. run. Whatever. Yeah. They get away from it. What's what's happening next? Um, the lights kinda died down. It the guy halt a couple year or not a couple years, sorry, a couple weeks later, filed a report to his commanding office saying what happened. He's like, Hey, I don't know what I saw out there, but it was really weird. Yeah. Um Maybe you guys could investigate this and tell us what happened. And who's he talking to? He's just talking to his, like, commanding office. Oh, okay, yeah. Ministry of Defense, I think, actually. He might have sent a letter to them, too. Okay. Just saying, hey, yeah, what's going on here? Like, some weird shit's happening. And he never got an answer back from him. Yeah. Um, And then, like, three years later, it was some type of Freedom of Information Act Uh uh, was filed, and they got this letter they sent them. Yeah. And that's when, like, kind of shit hit the fan. They're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is, like, you know, you got... Commanding officers that can verify they saw something weird. Uh-huh. They have an audio transcript. They did get one picture that was very, very grainy, of course. But yeah. You can see some weird lights in the sky. Uh-huh. So people were just flipping their shit about this. Right. And um, because especially the, the letter was worded very weirdly. 
And Holt at one point said he did that purposely because he was really trying to bait somebody into coming out to figure out what's going on. Oh, okay. And so it kind of had conspiracy all over it. Like, yeah. It was written strangely. Yeah, he was kind of masking it a little. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so anything, most things kind of died down after that, after 83. Um, it kind of went down into, you know, just your average UFO files story. Mm hmm. 2010's where it gets crazy. Yeah, so so 2010... So this guy... This all happened in the 80s. He hasn't really wanted to talk about it. He... Lived he, a normal military he li- life. He lived like, a normal military life. A stellar uh, uh, career, too. Yeah, it, he, it, I remember reading that he has people, like, attempting to contact him, to write about it. He's got... Uh, he talks about uh, conspiracy theorists, like, coming up with crazy ideas, uh... You know that that just are blatantly not true, and he tries to you know you know down talk those things, and he's like, look, you know, no, there's no evidence supporting you know these ridiculous claims of what happened. Uh, like he he actively doesn't want to be the UFO guy. He doesn't. I and mean, he doesn't want to talk about it. He, he doesn't want people talking about it. He really doesn't. Like you look at his military career, and yeah, he obviously did not give this much thought. Yeah, like he ended up having top secret access. Like this guy. This didn't. Yeah. This didn't consume him. And what was interesting too is is it wasn't classified. No, none, none of this was classified at yeah. any point. And he talked about that. Like, why didn't they classify this? Like, they could have classified it, and it would have just like made it harder for people to just like circle jerk around. But mm-hmm. they, it was just not classified info. It was just kind of like, yeah, it was some weird shit happened. I found a apparent interview by him on some site. I don't really know the credibility of the site, but he was saying how at one point he's approached by some plain clothes. Military guys. Yeah. And they just kind of had a little, you know, beer and a chat with them or whatever. And they told him outright, like, hey, you know, you can talk about this as much as you want. It's not going to bother us. Like, yeah. go ahead. Just, it yeah. doesn't matter. You can even talk about this conversation. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's so weird. I know, right? So, so, yeah. So he's acting, you know, normal. He's not, he's a normal guy, like, for this entire life. And what he doesn't really reveal until 2010 is that, like, after this initial scenario happened, so he describes um, his interaction with the... It's, like, him and two other guys, I think. Yeah. Um, there was a supervisor in Burroughs. The yeah. supervisor stayed... I think his name was... John Satterack Burroughs. Or something like that. John Burroughs and... and Some type of strange C beginning name. Hmm. Anyway, he Here's stayed one back... one other guy. Yeah, he stayed back at the car and was yeah, just the yeah. radio relay. Yeah, so, so Burroughs and Penniston... They they actually approached the the craft. This is on oh, the cab, cabin sag. Cabin sag. There we go. <laughs> Which is a great. How did I forget cabin sag? Yeah, right? Etch into your memory. Yeah. This is back on the twenty sixth of December. So this is the original yeah. thing that we. The original, about. yeah, original day. This is the first instance of this. You know, when they first went and saw it, and you know, it's it's sitting at at the bottom of a berm, and I don't know what a berm is, but I would imagine a hill of some kind. I was thinking of like a depression. Actually. Yeah, like a like a, where you know, where something I was has crashed. Of so it's at the bottom of this berm, and uh, it's kind of like a, a black, almost like glassy, triangular craft. Uh, they don't, I don't think they really say roughly what the size is or anything, but I would, de- I would definitely say bigger than a basketball. Yeah, I got Just based off of, you know, a couple different things. So I got that it was two to three meters across the base of it. So it's, yeah. you know, the size pretty of big. a ship. Yeah, yeah, pretty big. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're like, you know, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, 
Oh, they took drawings of it. I'm looking. Sorry, I'm looking at a drawing of it. Oh, there's three um, D three rec- uh, D representations. Renders, of it on yeah, it's I like, see that. They're great. So, so on it though, uh, there's these glyphs, and uh, there, there's drawings of the glyphs. Uh, really bad drawings of the glyphs. Uh, yeah, this guy was a terrible. Artist. <laughs> not very. I mean, granted, it looks like he was like super nervous and shaky when he was writing it. Uh, and then they have made like in in Blender or something. They made like three D representations of what it looked like, and, and you know, so so you can get an idea of what these glyphs look like. Uh, and, and at one point, like he steps up to it and this is when, like what I mentioned before, they describe, you know, time feeling really slow, electricity feeling in the air, uh, well, how would you, move. maybe we should try and describe these glyphs to her. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. So, so there's, there's what, a couple of them. And so the, one, the two, biggest three, main one, six of them. Yeah. The biggest, the main one is, uh, a, a large circle with a triangle in the middle and then at the top of the triangle and the bottom right of the triangle, there are like filled in circles. And right. I don't get what there's filled in circles. I don't get why, but that one seems like that was a centerpiece to this. Yeah. Like that's. I don't know if it's just because, I mean, he didn't even draw it bigger. He drew them all the same size, but in the 3D model, it's, it's you know, he might have told them, hey, that, this one was bigger. So he, you've got that. And that and that's like it's not like super intricate, but it's like you know it it looks like a it looks spacey. It to looks me. spacey, yeah. yeah. It looks like something you'd see in a sci-fi movie. Oh, absolutely. Which, you know, it sounds like oh well maybe he you know he thought of something that looked like a sci-fi movie, but some of the other glyphs don't look very good. Like, like well, the the one in the bottom left, it's like take a rectangle. You've got this like long rectangle, and you've just got like a triangle stabbed into the top of it. Well, it looks to me like if you were to take an eighties kids toy and turn it into a television show that'd be the logo of the show and it like in nice flashy yeah. letters like right across it <laughs> the second one looks like an electronic toothbrush yeah the second one does it looks like an electronic toothbrush that like a side a profile view yeah uh the third one looks like like maybe like a japanese symbol or something it's like two t's with a like line with another like weird triangle on the top. I was thinking it looks like something you'd mix icing with, maybe like some type of fancy kitchen tool. Okay, yeah, yeah. It look. You know what it looks like? It looks like the thing that you get, like you like peel a pineapple with. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that. Uh, then you've got what I can only describe as like it looks kind of like a volcano erupting. You know who that looks like? MC Hammer in his hammer pants. It does look. Oh god, <laughs> I can't unsee it now. So yeah, you've got MC Hammer in his hammer pants, and then you've got like. It, what looks like the uh, like a blocky profile. It looks of, like a single Lego piece. Like the yeah, one. like one. The side, one by like, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a side, a very side one by one, like full profile view of a single Lego piece. So you've got pretty intricate sci-fi looking piece, really like just bland rectangle triangle thing. The toothbrush, the pineapple peeler, MC Hammer, and his pants. And then, like, a Lego piece. Like, they they don't look that good after that first one, which, no. like, kind of makes them more, like, endearing or kind of makes them, like, feel more real because only, like, a few of those look like what we would imagine, like, a space symbol looking like. But, like, you know, they're all still there. So, like, like clearly he, he was just kind of jotting them down. And, and the pictures, yeah. too, you can see, like how what he drew translates and like even like where he messed up like look at uh the the t one the one that looks like the pineapple thing like if you look at that it looks pretty straightforward like you know they obviously they made that in illustrator or something 
if you look at his sketching, it, it just looks like three T's on top of each other. So it's clear that he went, well, no, the top T actually kind of looked more like this. I just wasn't really able to sketch it that well. So, like, he, it seems like he, he put effort into, you know, having people recreate these or, or whatever it was. So he, he's got these, these glyphs, and these glyphs are on the, on the ship. And he reaches his hand out, and he touches, I think, the largest one. I think he touches the triangle. The triangle one, I believe. Yeah. And when he does that, what happens to him when he does that? Well, first, I also want to credit. I take back what I said about him being a shitty artist because I found his official United States Air Force drawing, and they look much better. Do uh, let me see so, those. Okay, hold turn on. those to me. Let me get because the ones I'm seeing are like the ones in his like field book. No, this is like. Here we go. Oh, those are much better. Yeah, those are. Much oh, better. but the triangle looks different. It looks a little different. Yeah. Okay. I like this one better. Uh, so what happens? It's got more when, heart. Yeah. What happens when he touches it? So he touches it and. He says that he just gets this enormously bright flash of light in his head. Yeah. Um, not outside, in his head. In his head, yeah, in his head, not outside. And that's where most of the rest of the story takes place. It does. He says he's not quite sure what happened after, he thinks a couple minutes passed, though. Yeah. And I don't really know what Burroughs was doing, because Burroughs was close behind him. Well, I think he was just kind of, like, in awe. I think so, too. That's what it seems like. And then, and then after, so after, he, you know, he gets his hand on it, on, on this glyph, you know, the the craft lifts up, like it starts lighting up again. Yeah, it starts kind of freaking out. And it, yeah, it lifts up, and then it like flies off between trees. And I'd also like to say, like, Penniston and Burroughs, they both approach this very much like military men should. Like, yeah. They had the guys stay back at the car to radio back to base, uh-huh. and they approached it carefully. Yeah, they, says, they, they've done everything, like, how you should do it. Exactly. It wasn't just like two, you know assholes out in the woods and they go yeah. oh, what is this let me go touch it yeah you know like he very carefully approached it. as soon as it lit up he says he both him and burrows you know got they, they into ran defensive back positions. yeah yeah they, they yeah. immediately got into defensive positions like because they didn't know what this was like yeah it was they thought it was a bomb shocking. he thought it was gonna explode yeah so so it flies off and, and you know that's that that's the description of that first day and you know everything else we talked about takes place but what he didn't really tell anybody is that after that like i think starting like almost immediately after he starts seeing, like, in his mind's eye, like, in his head, he starts seeing, like, ones and zeros. Just, like, lots and lots and lots and lots of ones and zeros. And uh, using his field notebook, he just starts writing them down. Uh, and so for weeks, he writes them down. And you can see scans of every single page of his notebook where he has written down, like, all of these ones and zeros that you see in 16 pages, completely filled. Now, what's actually, no, what's interesting about that is they're not completely filled. Well, so, yeah, some of them are, some of them aren't. Like, like that's what kind of makes it a little bit more compelling yeah. to me, because, like, page one's filled, page two is filled, page, page three is filled. Page three and four, page, page five, five is just one line. It's just one line, just zero one zero 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 one zero one. That's it. Yeah. We have a couple other pages like that, too. Yeah, the last... Second to last, the last page is halfway full. Thirteen page, thirteenth page has three lines. Thirteen pages short. Fourteen pages only half full. But like he's he's got all these ones and zeros, just kind of like you can tell he's just writing them out like quickly. Yeah. Um. And so he fills up this this notebook with his, you know sixteen pages of this, and then he fucking files it away, and ne- and doesn't talk about it. He doesn't tell anybody about it. He doesn't report it to his officers. He doesn't put it in the the reports. He just 
puts it away. He also says he doesn't know what it was. He didn't know binary. He didn't know this was computer. Right. He didn't. He doesn't know what binary is. He he you know, he doesn't understand what a, what you know what the the relevance of any ones and zeros would be. Like he just like kept seeing these images like hot flashes in his head, and you know he got this like feeling like I just need to write this down, and so he did. And then he said once he finished, it was gone. Yeah. Like once he finished writing it out, those like they stopped showing up in his head. Uh, and that's when he was like, cool. Like, you know, it, it, like it just goes back to the same thing we said before. He doesn't want this to be happening. Yeah. Like he just wants this, he wants shit to be normal. So like he writes down all these numbers, it stops fucking with his head and he's just like, cool. And this guy is very normal looking. So he does not look, you know, it doesn't look like the UFO files guy with the crazy hair at yeah. all. Yeah. Like he looks like he gets, you know, his buzz cut once a week at the same barber for 20 yeah. years. And we lost power. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. We lost a few minutes. No, nah, well, not too long. A couple minutes talking. So back to our point. I think the last thing we're talking about was his haircut. Uh, but which I mean, we could re- revisit if you feel like I mean, we need to talk him. more about the hair. Uh, but you know, general point is he, you know, he doesn't want this to be happening yeah. at all. So the thing that really intrigued me. That, that he said, and I didn't really understand it. You might be able to say more to it, but he, in like 2010, oh, no, no, 14 years before. So like, yeah, yeah, 1996. Is that math right? That's right. Yeah. 1996, he says, he's like talking to, to he gets a phone call from somebody who wants to write a book or, and he's like, kind of like, like this lady's been like hounding him for a while about this book and he's been sort of working with her, but he doesn't like the way that she's writing about it. And again, like the glorification of it. So he kind of like tries to separate himself. Yeah, he felt like it was too sensualized or sensationalized yeah. for him. So, so he, and he tells her, like, she asked him a question about it. And he says, like, you'll find out more answers in 2010. Like he says, like, he says that. But, but why, why did he say that? I read another interview by him that he explained that a little bit. He says he does not know why he said that. Yeah. He felt like it was just a compulsion to say, and he doesn't, he has no idea. He has no idea. He has no idea. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, because that, that's when it went, like, that's when things got, like, more interesting. That's, like, such an interesting little tidbit, though. Like, I actually yeah. thought about trying to hound down this woman myself and see if he actually said that to her. Like, yeah. Get any kind of verified proof. Yeah, that, that, that's actually what he said. Because that's wild. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, you know, he writes down this code, right? He's got this binary code. He doesn't know what it is. He, he has it in a binary and he files it away. And then... In 2010, he – how does it – does he get contacted or – No, he was just shooting the shit with this guy. Yeah, that's what it was. And he just happened to bring it up like, oh, yeah, you know, when that happened, I had a bunch of ones and zeros in my head and I wrote them out once. Yeah, and, mm. and the guy that he was, you know, shooting the shit to recognized it as binary, right? Like anybody yeah. like in the current, you know, to think 2010, that's not that long ago. Like if somebody said to you, oh, yeah, like, you know, I've got all these ones and zeros but I don't know what they mean, you would go, well, that's fucking binary. Like yeah. that's that's com- – computer programming um i'm a little concerned that this guy was had top secret level access in the <laughs> government he didn't know what binary was he was 26 in the 80s he <laughs> he you know he, he's not technology was not a part of his childhood binary was probably not like common knowledge until his like 40s hey his supervisor had an audio recorder so right i mean they, that was high tech and yeah, that didn't you know they, didn't, they still know binary so, so this guy, you know, he recognized, hey, tell you, that's binary, and he offers to translate it for him, or to help translate it. And that's where this entire thing gets really fucking weird, because, you know, all of this stuff has happened, 
It's all been unexplainable. Everyone has acted very professionally about it, for at least if that was on the inside. Uh, everyone has acted very normal of it. It is, you know, a point of like question in the community, you know, about what this this U- UFO is or whatever. And then there's just this breakthrough of this binary code, and they translate it. And I have the translation here. Oh, I got to open that right here too. Yeah. So so I'm gonna guess, and I don't know this for sure, but there's some. Uh, so it's written out in blue, and there's a couple letters that are uh, in green. I'm I'm guessing that the green was like maybe not like a perfect translation or something. I got just... the little key down here. Oh, there's, so there's a key. Yeah, there's some keys. Green letters represent um, characters that he interpreted in areas of transmission errors. There's a bunch of red characters that just don't make any sense at all. The green ones kind of fill into the context of it. The red ones are just bullshit. Yeah, the green ones make sense. The red ones are like, these aren't the right letters. Yeah. So so I'm just going to read it through, if that's cool. Um, so, so this is basically what those 16 pages uh, translated into. Uh, I won't say what's green and not. Like, the green ones, like I said, it, it basically, the green ones are just like, like I said, mistranslations, like, so, you know, if you were given this entire sentence, you know, and two letters were missing, you could figure out what letters they were. So it says, Exploration of Humanity, 666-8100. I'm kind of sad that no one really made a double reference with that. Like, you could really turn this into but, a satanic conspiracy. But also, wanted, two yeah. of the sixes are green. True. <laughs> like, you know, they're assumed communication errors. You can't really know what the two letters were. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 52.094253. And 13.131269W. Continuous for planetary advent... Question mark, question mark, question mark. They couldn't translate that part. So that's... You know, you might notice that that's longitude and latitude, right? That's... You know, these are coordinates. Fourth coordinate, contends something... You know, they, they lose a little bit of translation before... And then it just lists out one, two, three, four, five, six different coordinates. Uh, you know, like the longitude and latitudes. Eyes of your eyes, origin 52.094253N, you know, more, more longitude latitudes, origin year 8100. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's what those 16 pages translated to in binary, which is really fucking weird. For a couple different reasons, a the pictures of those binary of that binary is readily available to anybody. Yeah. So anybody can take like this isn't somebody translating it the way they want it to be translated. Like it is, it's you know, in its simplest form, like of the definition, it's binary. It's and what it is. Again, you know, talking to the credibility of this guy, he actually says that he. Uh, Behind went behind the backs of the people he was working with to get this decoded by another guy that knew binary, just really? to make sure that it was the same thing. Yeah, like a and secondary it was, guy. It was the same thing. Yeah, like anybody would take this and get roughly the same thing out of it. And if it wasn't binary, like if this was anything else, it would not. It would be jargon. You you want to get any of these words? Like very few of this is green or red. Yeah. Like exploration and the whole word is is you know. Fully translated, humanity, all the coordinates for the most part are uh, fully translated, eyes of your eyes, origin year, like all of that is, you know, like this is exactly what that binary code means, like no guessing or, or, or inserting anything like or influencing it at all. 
And I do have a question though. Yes. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I forgot to mention something, but Okay. Go ahead. So you have pictographs and then you have binary that translates into English. Mm-hmm. And that just seems weird to me. Like if these aliens or as we'll get into it probably in about ten minutes or so. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Go go ahead. Are these people do they speak English? Do they speak pict- pictograph? So do they speak binary? So at least the theories that I read about it was not that this was alien. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Which which has to do with it, you know, being in binary. Like yeah. it'd be weird for a binary that translates into English to to you know be used at all by an alien craft. But here, here's a here's an interesting thing I forgot to mention. The the coordinates that yeah. I, I read, they have been like you know we figured out where those are. It's not hard. You put into fucking Google and you can figure out where coordinates are. So the first one, and this is the one that was before the like list of them. It was like the the exploration of humanity, uh, eighty one hundred, which I guess is the year, uh, and then it has the longitude latitude. Uh, is it's also the ones repeated after eyes of your eyes at the end. This one's repeated twice. Yes, and I don't know if this is high or hy or. I think it's high. Well, it's high Brazil, which is, is not actually place? in Brazil. Did you look up what high Brazil? Oh is? no, I didn't. High Brazil. So that's. An entirely, entirely new story. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I didn't look at that at all. No, it gets it gets deep. So basically, it was this kind of s- mythical island off of Ireland uh-huh. that was very similar to Atlantis. Okay, but it's got a lot more credible proof of maybe existing once and potentially sinking down or something. Yeah, but similar story to Atlantis, except instead of sinking down and being destroyed, every seven years it would rise up for a little while and then sink down for a little while. Uh-huh. And you have all these explorers from, you know, the Middle Ages that says, oh, yeah, I visited that place. It was great. They had golden roofs there, and everyone there was really smart and had nice clothes. And Yeah. Like, it was basically the myth of Atlantis, just that it was kept popping back up and never sank down all the way. Yeah. Buck. Okay. Yeah. So what it appears to be, at least from, like, what it seems like they're doing in the translation is that, like, that's, like, the origin. That's, like, where this craft started. Yeah. The list of coordinates, we've got... Caracal? C-A-R-A-C-C-L. Belize? Where's that? I would have just said Belize. Where? I don't know where that is. Belize is in, um... Oh, my God. South America, I believe. Okay. Uh, is this... some? Sorry, the, the thing is a little bit hard to read at this part. Badona, Arizona? I think it's Sedona. Sedona. Okay. Which I think I've heard of. So, oh, yeah. It, it's an S. Sedona, Arizona. Great Pyramid... Uh, in Giza, Egypt, Nazca lines in Peru. Now those are cool. Have you heard about the Nazca lines? Mm-hmm. They're these massive like um, trenches that were dug into the shapes of different pictographs that like okay, you know, from any normal human of that age point of view wouldn't make any sense because it just likes a bunch of trenches. But if you look at it from like a couple hundred feet up, uh-huh. you see giant pictographs. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Shan Ku, China. And Portara at Temple of Apollo in Noxus, Greece. And then back to Brazil again, or back to high Brazil, not actual Brazil. So what it looks like is coordinates that this ship started, went to, and went back, that it, that it determines as the exploration of humanity in the year 8100, continuous for planetary, I'm guessing advancement, but it says advance in the question marks, and then eyes of your eyes. Also, 8100, when, do we have any, like, 
reference for that? Like when eighty, like what scale they might be working on for eighty to get eighty one hundred? Yes, a little bit. I think next we should go into the hypnosis. Sure, go ahead and help, go go hit hypnosis because I don't know anything about the time travel part. I basically I read mostly about the binary. Oh, okay. Because that was the part that interested me the most because it was just like it was weird. The it was fuck. Wild. Yeah. You just had this like in this was sitting in this guy's dresser drawer like a gold mine for antiques roadshow and it's just sitting there and the thing untranslated like i'm i'm actually a very skeptical person so yeah you know throughout the entire story i'm just like okay what's this guy doing yeah like is he how could he have faked this yeah but that just seems such a weird thing to fake for what was that 30 years yeah. not say anything about it and that's then in a 2010, long con finally say oh yeah hey this is the other thing i found yeah like that's a little weird okay so in 1994 both peniston and burroughs had ptsd from this incident yes that they couldn't get covered and they couldn't get covered because the military's like oh yeah there's nothing out there so you know, right basically the military is saying this incident the, nothing happened during this incident like we have no like yeah. physical evidence of anything happening your PTSD is claimed to be from this incident that you have no physical evidence that it happened, so we will not cover it under your, um, what do they call it? The vet. VA. VA or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they seek private treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And they also had, this was kind of an unsubstantiated interview that seemed a little weird. Yeah. But someone was claiming that they had Miner's Syndrome. Yeah, I heard about the Miner's. He was diagnosed yeah. with it, wasn't it? I think he was diagnosed with it, but yeah, once he, again, I didn't know about the source I was getting it from, so. I mean, coming from, like, what he wrote, or what, what Jim, Jim Penniston wrote in the book yeah. about the code, he says specifically that he was diagnosed with it. Really? Uh, because, let me see if I can find it on here. Uh, he keeps talking to he, he like here's a quote. He's just like, I wanted it to go away. I had no reason to talk about it. Uh, but for them, this was not the case. I was interrogated by my chain of command and other agencies every time. I was promised that this was the last interview and it would be absorbed into the classified annuals of data. And I would, I would need not tell or talk about it no more. But this was not the case. Like, he doesn't want to fucking talk about this. Yeah. Um. Let me see if I can find... This is 896, this happens? 94 for the 94. hypnosis. Oh, 94 was hypnosis. I think it was right before that. So 1994, due to severe sleep issues and post-traumatic stress from the incident and the continuing problems from my new diagnosis of Miner's disease. Okay, there we go. And, okay. and Miner's disease, you know, what what is that? If you want to describe what that is. Yeah, it's like a disorder of the inner ear, basically, yeah. where you have vertigo and dizziness. And- yeah. Which is actually, I think, pretty common in, in like, war and stuff like that. Like it PTSD does. It's and, pretty easy and, to get your inner, inner ear damaged. Yeah. I think Rudy has it. Really? Yeah. My cat? No, no, my cat. Yeah. I don't have a cat named Rudy. Oh, oh my God. Courtney had a cat named Rudy. <laughs> no, someone from work. Okay. Uh, who's hopefully listening. Yeah, no, he, he was in the military, and, and he has inner ear problems, too. Really? Uh, I'm curious if it's the same thing. Yeah. But, yeah, so this guy has minor's disease, and he, and he gets diagnosed with it, uh, and the VA... Treated the miner's disease, but they would not treat the PTSD. They wouldn't, they wouldn't touch it. Yeah. So, so 1994, they, they go for hypnosis. Yeah, he's going for some self-treatment, and he decides to go to a hypnotherapist, which I've got my qualms about. Yeah, but, right. I mean, you know. It, it's, but at the same time, you got to consider, this is a man who has seen crazy shit. Yeah. Who, like, clearly inter- is having this internal struggle of, like, I, I think he just doesn't want it to be real. He can't get any help medically that he can afford. 
So, like, he's grasping at straws for this to get better. I mean, I feel yeah. like him going to a hypnotist is basically, like, for, like, the personality traits he has, is, is him, like, like, really giving up. Clean-cut army guy. Doesn't yeah. Seem like he'd be going to and he's just like, nothing is working. Yeah. You know, somebody said, go see a hypnotist. I probably, you know, he probably thinks it's bullshit, but he's like, fuck it. If something would help my PTSD, then let's do it. So, hypnosis. The first thing he opens with is they're asking me if I see a binary code. I see the binary code. They are time travelers. They are us. How far in the future? A long time, a very long time. What do they need? Not sure, but it has to do with chromosomes or something like that. And so basically what it comes to from there is saying that these time travelers, which later on he alludes to might be several, many, many thousands, 40 or 50,000 of years into the future, are coming back in time to steal people's chromosomes for repair. Because it seems like in the future, there's some type of issue with purity in terms of the human DNA. That's kind of what it seemed like I was alluding to. I'm kind yeah. of reading between the lines a little bit because, you know, a hypnotherapy session is obviously kind of jumping all over the place. Right. Um, but it kind of alludes to maybe abductions. Like they ask, how did they take, how did they get that, the chromosomes? They take it from other people's bodies. But what happened in Rendlesham Forest is there was an, it seems like there was an issue with their machine where it might have broken down. And... Here they go. Are they using a, something like breeding stock? No, like band-aids. So it seems like they're kind of using our chromosomes to maybe repair, like, you know, irreputable human damage to our own DNA in the future. So, so basically something has happened, and, and this is all right, subconscious, supposedly, from hypnosis. Yeah. So, something has happened in, in, you know, thousands of years of the future that has fucked up human chromosomes or human DNA. They are going back in time getting chromosomes, bringing them back to the future to, like, use at, like, you know, grabbing a pure form of DNA. That's what I was kind of grabbing at. Like, the ask... Apparently, government knows about this, too. Right, none of this is classified. Well, no, the government knows about these time travelers. Oh, what do you mean? Like, our current government? Yeah, our current government. At least back in the 80s, they knew about it. Let me get to the question. Like, they knew about the theory of it. Here we go. Do they ever take fetuses? If it is tasks they do... There are different ships for different tasking. The government agents know about this. That's why they want to contain the situation. And so, yeah, apparently the government is aware that these time travelers are coming into the past to steal their chromosomes. And that's just according to his hypnosis. His hypnosis. Yeah. Here we go. How far into the past can they go? These ships can go 40 or 50,000 years. They can't go much further back. They might not be able to get back. Why did they come back so far? So it doesn't affect the timeline. The farther it is, the better. The least effect it has on changing the future. They can't control it. It's too cumbersome. I do really like that twist to it. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, we got to go way, way, way back. Right. Because if so, we go back a hundred years, like, that dude could still be alive. Or, like, yeah. his kids are still here. So, like, that could fuck up how that goes through. But if you go back 10,000 years, like, it's harder to, to affect things. Because I feel like the way that it would happen is, like, you know, and this is just my interpretation. Like, everyone kind of sees it as... Um, like a, a, a drop of water, right? Like, you know, you know, you affect one thing and it just spiders out or anything like that. But I feel like exactly. it's... Exactly. Butterfly effect. Right. But I feel like it, you know, another way to look at it is, is more so that, you know, time wants to go in the appropriate direction. 
So if you're going, if you have a straight line of uh, you know history, and you f you hit it at one point and you fuck something up, you know it'll verge and come back, right? It wants to kind of come back in, and if you go back far enough, you can make sure that that bump is small. Exactly, like you know. You go back in time and you kill Hitler. Uh -huh. like that's going to change everything. That's, that's going to change nowadays. a lot of shit. Yeah. But if you look at it over a 10,000 year span, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, right. So that's fairly interesting because like, it seems like he is not the kind of guy who has theory, like conspiracy theories of his own about time travel and you know stealing chromosomes. And that's just from looking at him. He does not look like he has these thoughts. Right. And he, it, he's not the kind of guy that likes to talk about that stuff. He's not the kind of guy that wants to publicize it. He's not the kind of guy that wants to be known as the UFO guy or the guy that knows these things or he doesn't want to spread truth or uh, wake up the sheeple or uh, expose you know the government from hiding it. He just wants to be left alone about it. And he wants to live a normal life with, you know, minimal PTSD. And this is, like, pretty in-depth. Like, these are, these kind of details aren't really, like... I mean, you can make that up on the cuff, but, like, would he? Like, why would he? Yeah. There's no reason for him to make that up. Not him. Right, Other not people, him. Like, me, obviously. Like, Clearly. I would, I'd love if I could just bullshit <laughs> and pretend I was in an alien. Like, I wish I could make something like that up in general. That's a badass movie. Exactly. Like... Future time travel back in time to steal chromosomes, but also you can't get caught, but your ship crashes and some British dude finds you and all this other shit happens. That sounds like an amazing movie. That would be great. Like, I can't write that. And he's just like, you know, he's coming up with it on the cuff. I, you know, mm. it's, it's not really plausible. And so, for sure, Keanu Reeves would play the guy from the future. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, so what we have here, and a couple things that I find interesting about that. Uh, the year, so 8100, whatever the timeline is for that, you know, that is, like, that's specific. 8100 AD, like, after another, after the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. They restarted, you know, the entire calendar again. Right. Whatever yeah. it is. Uh, so 8100, that's the year that they were, you know, in whatever planetary calendar they're using. 8182. 82. And so I would imagine that, you know, that's the date they're traveling to, Right. I assume, I thought that was their origin date. Like, I thought that was the year they were from. Oh, I guess that is origin year. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's in the same scale that we're using now, then. Maybe this is, you know, 6,000 years. I don't know. I think it's just a different time scale. Like Sure. But, you know, whether, whether it's from yeah. the day they left or the day they're going to, like, they have a date and it, and it matters. Yeah. The date matters. Uh, and, and so that kind of explanation of it, of oh, I'm going back in time to get a chromosome. Like, it matters what date you're coming from and going to because that's going to affect the timeline and that's going to affect the purity of the chromosome you're getting because, you know, maybe these maybe the fuck-up happened, you know, in, you know, the year 3000, but it could have been, like, happening on small scales and just spidering out, right? And then that's when it, like, hit. But, yeah, I, I don't know this, you know, details of whatever happened, but... I'd like to imagine technology fucks us over in the end. Right. But it, but it is important in this kind of scenario that you would want to go into a specific date that you know is safe. Yeah. That you're going to get a pure chromosome. And they're going to different areas. I don't know about High Brazil, but maybe, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but they're going to all around the world. They're going to Arizona. They're going to Peru, Egypt, China... Like, Greece, they, they are grabbing a lot of different, you know, if they were grabbing chromosomes, you know, grabbing a handful from each of these, 
uh, you know, it makes sense that they would get them from multiple parts of the world. And that, you know, these would be the locations that they're going to. So that makes it, like, like really interesting in, like, all of this, how, like, long it has taken for these kind of things to, to come out. These kind of, like, ideas. or I don't even want to call them conspiracies because he's not really claiming anything. Yeah. Like, for me, I feel like, a, you know, I, when I think of conspiracy, I think somebody saying that something is true without, like, really solid evidence of it. You think a guy on a soapbox is yelling shit out. Yeah. Like, trying to voice it. Yeah. Where this guy is this guy's very reserved. He's yeah. trying to hide. He's like, this happened to me. I don't really want to talk about it. Oh. Let me turn that timer off. Your Hot Pocket's done, Nick. My Hot Pocket's done? All right. So, what happens next? That That's, that's what, 96? Uh, 90, uh... Oh, and by the way, in the thing that I was reading, yeah. uh, I mentioned that I, I, I didn't think much of the time travel. He mentions it super casually. So I'm going to read you the entire 1994 notes for, for that he wrote in this. 1994, September, hypnosis was accomplished. Talked about time travelers and the receipt of binary code, which was given from contact with the craft. Treatment continued for the PTSD. No help on the sleep issues. Yeah. That's a military man describing a year. Exactly. Like, <laughs> not concerned at all with time travel. Not concerned at all with the possibility that this might be a thing. <laughs> all right. Doesn't what? mind that his world has just been turned upside down. He's like, yeah, still having sleep issues. Is, is there anything we haven't covered on this? I, th- I feel like that was most of it. I think we got the majority of it. I do want to ask, what was your favorite part of this conspiracy? Honestly, all of it. But, like, the binary. The binary. That, that blows my fucking mind. Yeah. That he wrote, just the fact that he wrote it down not knowing what it was, it existed for 16 years or however long it was, and then it was just like, oh yeah, that's binary. That's, you know, that's, oh, and not only that, oh, it's binary. Oh, it's binary, and those are coordinates, and those are words, and that's a year, and like, it's a, it looks like a a log of something, and it's in binary. And I, I guess the one thing we didn't talk about is, we kind of mentioned it earlier was like th- what what this craft you know was theorized to be, and it makes sense that if it came from the future, that it would be in English or you know or you know it not well, unusual that it would be in an, in a in a Earth language, whatever language. That's also where my skepticism comes up again. Yeah, because it's like English language has changed so much over just like two hundred years. True. Like I could see. It being an entirely <coughs> unidentifiable language in like a thousand years. That's true. Um, but then, you know, the conspiracy side of me is like, okay, maybe they wanted to see that message and so they specifically put it into, you know, a dialect that we would get. Because he does say in his hypnosis, oh, they wanted me to see the binary. Like, <coughs> I wanted to see it. Oh, really? I think he does. Let me check. But like, why would they want them to see that? They were asking me if I see binary code. I see the binary code. So it's like, these future people kind of want us to know what's going on. I don't know. Or maybe this event is such a huge event, we don't even know it now, that in a thousand years' time or two thousand years' time, it's still talked about. It's right. like, okay, I guess we kind of fucked up here, but we got to let them know. You know, it's kind of a, maybe a, a more grandfather paradox. It's like, okay, this happened, and then we got to recreate the events to make sure that it happened. I don't, like, so we don't know exactly where it came from, like right, what time frame it came from. You know, you're right, like, you know, language changes, ra- I mean, look at, you know, Shakespeare, it's, you know, very, you know, written very differently. Yeah. Uh, the way we talk is very different, but 
I wouldn't be totally surprised. And this is kind of stretching because, like, I want to believe all this so much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, like out of every conspiracy that, you know, that I've read about and talked about, like, this is the one that's just, it's, it's wholesome. It is. Like, nobody is getting hurt. Exactly. In this and conspiracy. It's, it's very uplifting. Like, I... You know, it's like, oh, hey, I'm not going to live through the apocalypse in my lifetime. I'm going to live for another 50,000 years. Yeah, like... This is great. This is awesome. And yeah. also, like, you know, yeah, so, the, you know, humanity is still alive. Uh, we're trying to help it, right? We're doing... We're using time travel for good and trying to find ways to, to fix this issue that's happening. Uh, nobody is physically harmed. I mean, this guy kind of gets fucked out of a lot, a lot of, you know, PTSD and, and you know, fucks up that the VA is not supporting it. But, you know, it's it's relatively wholesome. Like it's, no one's really getting hurt or yeah, like trying to prove. Like he's not even trying to prove that there's an alien craft. You could probably make this a PG movie. Yeah, like yeah. he's just trying to say that there was a thing. He's not trying to say what it was, where it came from, what it was for. He's just saying, I saw this thing, and now I have these like visions things, right? And he's just like, I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but I, you know. What's going on? Man? That's what's kind of happening. Right, what's going so on? what does it mean? Uh, I, so like everything about me wants to believe it, and so you know I'm I'm tempted to say that like it's not super unreasonable that in some certain hundred years or so that we come up with a world language or we decide on a world language or we work like we we pick a dialect to stick to because we're a lot more conscious of that stuff now than we were in the past. That's because true. we're a lot more interconnected. So. That's true. I mean, that's how language divides. Is, right. You know, you have, you have isolated communities. Right. One. You know, Especially with how much them. how much of communication happens in text form, text messaging, email. You it's know, very online. standardized. Right. So, like, you can't usually tell somebody's British unless they say like a British word. You know, they call a, a you know headlight a lamp or something like that. Spell favorite in a weird way. Yeah, spell color with a U. Yeah. Like you usually like the other than those kind of things, like you usually can't tell like that they're speaking in a completely different dialect, uh, or someone with a southern you know accent that you know words things a little bit differently. So it's not super unusual that we would have a you know relatively concise. Uh, are relatively like universal with its you know relatively small changes, but still close to what we speak today that is translatable today without too much confusion. And it's not like the words in there are that crazy, right? There's it, no it, slang. That's no, true. Yeah, it. I mean, it's also it's like a military thing, right? It's it's exactly what the info needed to be there, and it's no info that doesn't needs to be need to be there. It's the name of the project, the year it's coming from, where they started, the coordinates they went to, the coordinates they ended at. Eyes of your eyes. Eyes of your eyes. That's I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's a saying in the future. Yeah. Maybe that's like, have a good day, or like you know, be or, productive. Like that could be like the they're like. Po- political like chant for saving saving the chromosomes everyone's just like eyes for your eyes eyes for your eyes because everyone is missing their everyone's eyes everyone's blind that's <laughs> probably what it is everyone has you know everyone has robot eyes that don't work very well because their real eyes are all fucking Cronenberg'd mm. up and so they say eyes for your eyes like you, you know we don't know the context of it but you know it's not like odd there's not that many odd words in it that's true there so, isn't anything that crazy I think what we need to do is we need to bring a linguist on that the would next actually, podcast, yeah, that actually, and be ask him how much the English language is going to change. Right, like let I mean, think about this. Like, what if we looked at a, in the military too? I feel like is even more specific because they're so concise. 
Like, if we looked at military... Oh, that'd be interesting. Look yeah. Military, like, notices no, or yeah. memos to themselves of the last, like, 200 years. Right, so. and we looked at one from 200 years ago, like, yeah. how illegible would it be? It'd probably be pretty normal. Probably. We'd probably be able to, like, decipher it, other than, like, why did they put this here and this here? But, like, you know, we're kind of asking the same question with this. Why does it have this first coordinate up there, and why does it have this, like, other bit here? You know, it's more of, like, an organizational thing as opposed to what it's actually saying. That's true. So I, I don't I don't think it's that far fetched that in, you know, ten thousand years, two thousand years that we would still be sending out relatively you know, and I don't I didn't mean to put out like, oh, like English will be the language, but like, you know, it's not you know, that's one of the most spoken, It's actually gonna be Czech. It, it's probably gonna be Chinese. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, uh, I think Chinese is the most spoken language in the world. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but you know, it's not like super uncommon. Like English is the like the language of business, uh, because of how much trade goes on in, in English. So it, it's not crazy to to think that, you know, if we were sending people out uh, that we would be communicating these things in English, or it's also not that unusual if America was the country doing these kind of things. I say we make a bet out of it. Let's both cryogenically freeze ourselves for yeah. ten thousand years and see what happens. Dude, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, me too. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I want a robot friend. Uh, I don't know if I would want to wait ten years though. Ten thousand years or ten thousand years. Oh. So because ten years either. So yeah. here's my concern. We have pure chromosomes. Oh, yeah. Well, no, maybe that would just make us celebrities in the future. Or, like, they'd, like, super torture us and steal all... Like, what does it mean to steal a chromosome? I mean, you could just do, like, a DNA swab, right? Just get a little bit of Like, did, they, did, they just need a little spit? I, I mean, that's really all you because need. Because if that's all they need, come... If you're listening, come kidnap me. You don't have to kidnap I'll come... Willingly. Come willingly. Well, you want that kidnap, though. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna yeah. resist, but, like, keep going. Uh, come kidnap me... Like, take me 10,000 years in the future, I will spit all day. Yeah. Like, you can have as much spit as I can produce, but, like, I want to know... You're sitting on a throne of gold, yeah. I imagine. I've got so much spit Yeah. Uh, that I want to give you. Uh, but come come get me, and, you know, all I ask you is, can... like, a, a relatively kosher life, or whatever that means in year 10,000, uh, or 10,000 years, year 8,100. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever that means, like, give me, like, a relatively kosher life, and, uh, you know, tell me all the secrets, you know? Tell me what, the, give me, like, the biggest history book you have that starts at, like, 2010, and let me read through, like, oh, you know, 2016, they fucking, they fucking elected Trump. <laughs> 2017, January 3rd, assassinated. Yeah, <laughs> Like... That's what's going to be crazy about the future, though. Like, the year 8,100, foot, Trump's going to be a footnote. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be nothing. Yeah. You know, it, it's literally the like, biggest thing happening right now. And it's it going to be, the, be like, the stupid grad student with a ponytail is going to be the only guy that knows about Trump. <laughs> you, know? like, you remember Trump? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, some, he's going to bring it up at dinner parties and no one's going to know what he's talking some about. Some antisocial history teacher is yeah. going to be the only one who really, like, and, he's, and he'll be like, it's as important if we don't. Remember the past. We're going to repeat the past and just, God damn it, Jimmy, stop chewing gum. Stop being weird. Stop being you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried not being you? Just try it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, what was your favorite part, I should ask? I mean, the binary was really cool. Especially actually seeing the scanned in pages because, you know, that little touch of having, oh, this page five only has one line on it. That, yeah. That really added a lot of credibility for me. Right. 
I did like the optimism of it, though, because, you know, I'm pretty convinced that we only got another 15 years left yeah. before the world just explodes or whatever. 15? Yeah, probably so. That's, like, super short. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, probably like 15. So it'd be pretty cool if we're going to live to, you know, we're going to be around for another 50,000 years. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to it. Yeah. I won't be here for uh, 49,900 and, like, 50 of it, but... That's pretty optimistic. Yeah. I don't know if you know that one. I'd be 80 in that scenario. Yeah, I don't know if you know that one. <laughs> Give or take 10 to 20 years. Mm. 30. <laughs> 30 to 40 years. I'm yeah. basically dead already. Yeah, you're on your way out. <laughs> dead on the inside. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like that too. So that's that's it, right? That's the that, that's the general... Uh, what was the title? I forget the... The, the Rendlesham Forest. The Rendlesham Forest. There's a book about it. Uh, I, I might pick it up. I, I want to read about it because it's like this one really interested me. I was a little disappointed. Like, I couldn't do as much research as I wanted to just because how busy it's been uh, at work. But this one, like, I really like this one. This was um, a cool one. So... I got invested in this one. I, yeah. I thought it was cool at first, but I got really invested. In right. It. Just, like, so much of it's plausible. Yeah. Uh, and I want to believe it so bad. Uh, so... If you guys have any uh, conspiracy theories, any scientific theories, I think we, we should do science next time. Like, do, we should do let's, science Let's next do time, yeah. a scientific theory next time. Uh, but if you guys have any conspiracies or interesting topics or anomalies or anything that you want us to talk about, uh, let us know. You can uh, tweet at us at Odd Ones Podcast uh, on Twitter uh, or any of our personal Twitters. Uh, you can uh, email us at uh, oddonespodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, you can, uh, comment or anything like that on our, uh, SoundCloud page. Uh, so, you know, you can listen to us on SoundCloud or, uh, iTunes, iTunes. Yeah. Uh, iTunes is still pending, uh, <laughs> but hopefully iTunes. We'll see. I've got uh, a, I've got a back. I've got a criminal record. So I don't know if you're going to take it. <laughs> yeah, Tim's going to not be happy yeah. about that. Uh, so yeah, uh, let us know. Cause you know, we've got a lot of really great stuff to, to talk about. Uh, there's a, there's so many good ones out there that I've never heard of before that I want to know about. Um, so if you have them, like, hit us up, let us know, and we'll get them on our list, and, and we'll talk about them. So uh, until then, thank you guys for listening. You've been great. Uh, we will see you next time. One last thing. Oh. I think we can probably upload some of these pictographs and yeah. stuff, too, and link them in we'll, SoundCloud. We'll put, them on the, right? we'll put them on the Twitter. Okay, uh, we'll we'll, the Twitter. Yeah, we'll post them on the Twitter, maybe link some of the... Um, some of the like articles and stuff yeah. that we were reading from, uh, or a copy to the book and stuff like that. Well, if you if you post up on the Twitter, that's that you know at Odd Ones uh, podcast on Twitter, um, then we'll we'll have some links there for you, and we can kind of talk about it more there. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, all right, and I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's all. Catch mm-hmm. you later, guys. Say goodbye, Nick. Bye.